Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Amen, somebody. The scripture coming from Psalms 86 and 11. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Amen. One more time. Lord, teach me your ways that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Amen. In your Bibles, on your iPad, or whatever you have for the scriptures, turn to James chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 13, coming from the King James Version. Amen. James chapter 3, verse 13, coming from the King James Version. Amen. Are you there? Somebody said almost. Praise the Lord. Yeah, and sometime, I think we're going to do it in April. Maybe that, that last Sunday in April, we have a bring your paper Bible to church one day. So everybody going to bring their paper Bible to dust it off. Go on and get it off the coffee table where you put it. Amen. And we're going to bring our Bible to church that particular Sunday. Amen. James chapter 3, verse 13. Amen. It's on the screen. And it, it reads like this. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good deeds, by their good life. I'm sorry. By deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Amen. Father, we bless you on today. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. We thank you, God, for who you are, for what you continue to do in and through our lives. We understand that, God, without you, we can do absolutely nothing. But with you, God, all things, someone say all things, all things are possible. So today, God, we ask you this morning to open our hearts, open our minds, to receive exactly what you have to give to us on today. Father, we need you. We can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray, and all the people of God shout it. Amen, amen, amen. So for the last several weeks, we've been talking about, you know, since the beginning of the year, actually, we've been talking about wisdom. And I do want to encourage you to always go back and listen to the podcast. You know, go back and listen to the ones that even, you know, Elder Garfield taught. And uh, soon as very soon, uh, Brother Clyde's going to be bringing the word real soon. You know, we go, amen. Amen. He's the minister of the gospel. He's been chomping at the bit. Amen. Praise the Lord. But God, I thank God for him, you know, so we're going to um, utilize that gift in the house. Amen. And there are more gifts that we're going to be able to use, too. But we've been talking and teaching about the wisdom of the Lord. So today for a, um, our subject, now y'all have heard me, you guys have heard me say this all the time, but for whatever reason, you know, as I was studying and preparing, the Lord didn't give me a topic until, you know, I think it was yesterday, you know, and I kind of laughed when he gave it to me, but it's kind of, it's, it's kind of cool. It says, the proof is not in the pudding, it's in the eating. That's the title. Amen. <laughs> Amen, right? The proof is not in the pudding. It's in the eating. And as a subtitle, here's the subtitle. It's not what you look like, it's what you taste like. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, right? It's not, it's not what you look like, it's what you taste like. 
Amen, somebody. So we've been talking about wisdom in the last, you know, the last few months, the last several months. We're going to be talking about it all year. One of the things that I continue to do is to, to seek the Lord and ask him for his wisdom on how to, to lead this, this flock. Amen? Amen. I understand that I'm the under-shepherd, but he's the good shepherd. He's the chief shepherd, and he's the great shepherd. I'm nothing more than the lead sheep. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. I'm following him. Praise the Lord. But I always ask him, and there's times, man, when I'm, I'm asking him, I say, okay, where are we going, Lord? Where are we going, Lord? And sometimes he'll say something, and sometimes he won't. The thing is to keep following him. So I'm telling you all the time, you know, you may come up to me and say, Pastor, well, what are we going to do in this area? What are we doing here? And I may tell you, I don't know. Where are we going? Well, right now, I don't know. But I know who I'm following. Amen. Just as long as I'm following the Lord, that you and I, we're in, in good shape. Because I'm not going to try to make up nothing just to please you. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We got to wait on him. And that's what exactly what we're going to do. We're going to wait on him. But he's moving in the, in the direction. Now, he's showing me some things that I can't share with you right now. Amen, Amen. Amen somebody. Amen. He is. He's sharing, he's sharing some things with me and some, some things that's in my heart. And he's like, you just, you know, you, you just chill out. I got this whole thing. Let it cook in it. Let it, let it cook for a little while. Let it simmer. Was it let it simmer? That's right. One of the things that we had a, we had a conference call last week with Pastor Val, and um, it was a Zoom call. And one of the things she said stuck, man, it, just, it's, it stuck to me. It's a part of me now. She said, you cannot have a ministry without a minister. Right? So there's some things that I know that the Lord has placed in our heart to do as a, as a local assembly, but I can't do them all. There's some things that God has called you to do. Some of these ministries that God has for us to do, they're waiting on you because the ministry needs a minister. Come on, somebody. And it's not always the person with the mic in their hand. Amen, 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 amen. So we're going to keep going. So listen. So this year, I'm asking God to teach us how to operate and function, you know, in the earth. One of the things that we do, man, as a believer, praise God that we're saved. Praise God that we live by faith, right? But what does that mean in the earth? You're living by faith, but what kind of, what kind of life do you have? Praise Jesus, right? So that, that means sometimes we'll, we'll ask the Lord to give us certain things by faith. And our faith will cause those things to come into the earth. They're manifest. But once we get them, we don't know what to do with them. So we can get things by faith, but we need wisdom in order to make those things do what they do. Amen. Amen. He can give you something by faith that's not living out his purpose. Because it's waiting for your wisdom to activate it. But the way it got to the earth is because of your faith. Praise God for faith. Amen, somebody. Because the just shall live how? We all have to live by faith. And the only way to please God is to live by faith. Amen. So we got to have faith. Somebody say we got to have faith. Faith gets it to us, but wisdom teaches us how to understand what to do with it, how to apply it, how to use it. Amen. So that's why we're going to be having these different classes. Right? One of the things that I think that's, that's been a shame for sometimes in, for the believers is that, man, praise the Lord, we save, we give our life to the Lord, but we don't understand how to live and function in the earth. Right? So sometimes you'll have, you know, Christians with bad credit. 
God's blessed you with a good job. Matter of fact, you asking the Lord, I need increase. Praise the Lord, I need increase. God will give you increase, but increase without wisdom will get you in trouble. Amen, somebody. And then there's some times where I've told you before that you asking for increase, and God's telling you, you don't need increase, you need wisdom. Because if you go back and look at what you really have, you are living in abundance. But because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, or we trying to keep up with the Joneses, come on, somebody, right? You go to the Mercedes dealer when you need to go to a Hyundai dealer. They all high now, though, but <laughs> praise the Lord. But do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to bring the picture of that Pinto. I'm, you know, I keep talking about the Pinto. Hey, Amen. I'm going to bring a picture of the Pinto so y'all know what I'm talking about. Because Mar Mariah, you don't even know what the Pinto is, do you? Nah, she don't even have a clue. Amen. <laughs> I always refer to a Pinto as a... Anyway. All right. So what I'm saying, he'll give you that wisdom. So sometimes you don't need more money. You just need wisdom. You need to know how, you need to, know how to handle your resources. Right? So there's things that we can learn in the earth of how to be better citizens in the earth. Amen. Amen. We don't listen, you want to be the one on your job, right? That's just you know, you're doing good, you balling, you you making the most of what God has given you. And the other people, unsaved people on your job, they come to you and say, What's your secret? Say, man, it's the Lord. It's the Lord, but well, but you won't stop there. Amen. You tell them, the Lord taught me how to do this, so he showed me how to do this. You can't spend all that you have. Right. All right. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. So we told you the story about Joseph, right? When he had the dream, listen, Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh, but God gave him godly wisdom of what to tell Pharaoh how to, what to do next. Seven years of plenty and seven years of phantom, but it didn't stop there. Joseph told Pharaoh, listen, take a fifth of what you get and set it aside. That was wisdom. That wasn't part of the interpretation. Do you hear what I'm saying? It wasn't part of the interpretation. It was the wisdom of the Lord that told him to do that. Amen. So we're asking God for godly wisdom. Teach us how to do this thing. We got to live in the earth. Amen, somebody. One of the reasons that God gives us wisdom is so we can enjoy our lives. Amen, somebody. So Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 from the King James Version, amen, it says this. For the Lord giveth wisdom, and out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. The Lord giveth wisdom, right? And out of his mouth cometh, cometh wisdom and understanding. In order to get the information we need, of how to apply wisdom, because we said that just the, the, you know, the simple definition of wisdom is how to apply the information or the knowledge that you have. We talked about godly wisdom, and we talked about worldly wisdom. They both work the same way. Amen. So, but you got to have information about the Lord that he'll give you to teach you how to apply wisdom. Now, sometimes that information is not learned information, it's downloaded information. You catch that on the way home. It's some information that the Lord would give you, the Holy Ghost would give you, that you didn't read in a book. Right. Amen. Amen. No one necessarily taught you how to do that, but he'll give it to you. But you still have to apply what he's given you. There's in is the wisdom. Learning how to apply what the Lord has already given you. Amen. So it says, the Lord giveth wisdom, and out of his mouth, Cometh knowledge and understanding, so the Lord has to talk to you. Yes, right. 
Amen. But when he gives you this wisdom, you still have to be able to choose. Life is choice driven. Amen. You have to be able to choose. So in Genesis chapter 2, here's Adam. Adam is in the garden. Now, God, this, this is this in Genesis chapter 2. If you go back and read that, it talks about the seventh day when he rested. Everything was done. Everything was good. Right? So now, God talks to Adam and he says, Listen, there's two trees in the garden. Right? The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, out of all these two trees, don't, don't, eat, don't eat this one. All the fruit is good. Everything I made was good. The Bible tells us it was beautiful. But he said, don't eat this one. Right? Don't eat of it. Choice driven. He had to make a choice. So God give us wisdom. God gave Adam the wisdom right there. Right? He told him what to do. Everything here is good. Everything here is good to, to the eye. Amen? But this one, don't eat it. That's the wisdom of the Lord. It came from his mouth. And then in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, this is when Jesus is in the wilderness, right? Jesus says, and he's being tempted by Satan. Satan comes to tempt him and talk about to turn these stones into bread. And Jesus told him, what did he say? It is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You can't live by bread alone. Have you ever wondered why Satan tried to tempt him with bread when he saw these stones? Because the stones, if you ever see some of the stones, they actually look like a loaf of bread. So he tried to tempt him. To, listen, he tried to tempt him to make this something that it wasn't. The enemy always does that to us even now. He's trying to tempt you to make something that looks like something that is not. Change these stones that really look like bread. You know they look like bread. Go on and change them to bread. But he said, man cannot live by what looks like bread. But we have to live by the every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Amen. Absolute and relevant truth. Y'all been listening. Praise the Lord. The absolute truth is, you know, the ingredients, I'm not going to change this stone into bread. I'm going to live by the word of the Lord. Amen, somebody. So, listen, it's not in the pudding, but it's in the eating. All right. <laughs> Amen. So, absolute versus relevant. And we got a really wicked, a relevant truth is, is becoming so prevalent now to where a lot of us don't even know what truth is. Because everything is trying to tell us what truth is. Come on, somebody. Everything is trying to tell us what a, what a, what a family looks like or what love is. Amen, amen, amen. Right? When, listen, the, a family is, is uh, um, to, to, in order to re, recreate and to bring light, it takes a man and a woman. But now, man, society is getting this relevant truth is to say that, no, a woman and a woman can, can have, a, have a child, and a man and a man can have a child, and they're both a family, and that's how, you know, they're finding alternatives. Amen. Amen. And it's not only in that, it's in everything. Alternatives to everything when it's not the truth. 
You got to find out what the absolute truth is. And here's the thing. Man, there's nothing new under the sun. I'm telling you, if you want to you find out who you are and how to live in this earth, read Genesis 1, 1 through 3. It'll tell you everything. Everything. I love those three books. Because every time I go back and read them, uh, man, I, I see something different. So with that said, amen, turn to Genesis chapter 3. <laughs> Let's look at this pattern. Amen, y'all doing okay? Genesis chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Amen. King James Version. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Amen. Amen. I used to like the way Bishop Holcomb used to say that. He used to say, are you there? I love that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you there? Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have God said, ye should not eat of the tree, of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the, of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the trees which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye should not eat it, neither shall you touch it, lest you when did God say anything about touching the tree? And listen, here's the, here's the truth of the matter. You have to touch it in order to eat it. He told Adam, don't eat of it. So of, of course, touching is part of it. Right? Then it goes on to say, and the serpent said unto the woman, you should not truly die. He trying to tell her what God said. Right? Don't ever let the don't ever let the devil read the Bible to you, because he's gonna twist it every time. But remember, talking about absolute and relevant truth—that's the things that's even happening in the earth today. People, you know, misquoting scripture, they're making it to say whatever they want to say. Verse number five: For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God. Listen to this: knowing good. And evil. Whoa, man. No, you got me. Knowing good and evil. What did I talk about? The definition, just the, just the, just the, you know, the simple definition of wisdom is doing what? Applying what you know. Applying what you've been taught. God set him up in the very beginning. He said, listen, don't even touch, I mean, I'm sorry, don't even eat of this tree. If they would have never eaten the tree, wisdom would have been, they would, listen, that's how they would have lived. They would have lived a life that was just life. Never having to apply wisdom. Only thing they had to apply was obedience. All right, man. But once, listen, come on now, listen, you got to get this. Once they ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, now they have a different pool, to, a, a pool or well to pull from. So now the wisdom that they use is either going to be godly or it's going to be worldly. He told him, don't even, don't even go there. You don't need to know nothing about evil. Everything that I created for you is good. If they would have stayed on the good path, on the good foot, as James Brown used to say. If they would have stayed on the good foot, they would have never had the problem of dealing with choosing the wrong thing. 
gave you that fruit, once they ate of that tree, now they have something else working on the inside of them. Now they got something, you know, they didn't even know what, they didn't even know what it was. So now that's what we have to learn to apply godly wisdom. Because evil is there for you to choose from. Amen, somebody. Man, oh man. I'm telling this all in the beginning. And Satan, man, he don't, he, he's a one-tree pony. He keeps doing the same thing. And then listen to verse 6. It says, and when the woman saw that the, that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, and to do what? And to make one wise. So she thought that the wisdom would come from knowing what the difference is of good and evil. When the wisdom was just choose life. Just choose life. You didn't have to worry about it. So she took of the, she, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And also gave it unto her husband and he did eat. Man, that little thing, I saw, in that little phrase, Ladies, the, I know the influence you have of your husband is in, is incredible. Incredible. The Bible talks about earlier that the, the enemy beguiled her; he tricked her. But there was something going on with with even Adam. Okay, that's for another. That's y'all looking at me kind of crazy. I started feeling. I, I started. Oh. Like x-rays, but I said, I started to get hot. Got to get a little water, right? Let me move, <laughs> let me move on. In verse number seven, it says, the eyes, of them were, the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. There's so much into that. Good God, I'm, we ain't going there today. But my point is, listen, she desired to become wise. Everything that she said was already a fact. She saw that it was good. Oh, we, oh, it was already good. It was pleasant, right? Now, what did we talk to you about what wisdom brings you? Y'all remember out of Proverbs 3 what wisdom brings you? First, now, the first thing is what? Long life. It's all, it's one of it, but it's, it's, I'm just a little order that it goes to scripture. Amen. Wisdom will bring you these five things. It'll bring you long life, riches and honor. What's the next one? Pleasure. And what's the last one? Peace. Man, wisdom gives you all of that. Right? To make one wise. You feel me? You see where I'm going? She thought it was going to make her wise. Obedience would have, came, would have gave her all those things because she would have always, always lived in a state of life. The Zoe kind of life. The God kind of life. But because of that choice, she had to deal with the things she had to deal with. So now we're going to talk about and deal with some of the characteristics of wisdom. The ingredients of wisdom. Now, we've talked about this before. Go back to, to 1 Kings chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 7 through 17 from the, I'm sorry, 7 through 12 from the NIV. I'm the, the New Living Translation. Amen. The New Living Translation. The proof is in the, it's not in the pudding, it's in what? It's in the eating. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. So we talked about the story of Solomon. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7 through 12. It says, Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father. Now, what I'm going to do is talk about and show you the ingredients of wisdom. Right? Because that's what the Lord saw when it came to Solomon talking to him in his dream about wisdom. 
or about just, you know, it wasn't, he didn't know it was wisdom until the end. So it says, now, O Lord, my God, you have made, you have made. So first of all, Solomon understood that it wasn't him. God, you put me in this place. One of the problems that we deal with in our society today is, you know, with all the influence and everybody want to be self this. People are telling you what you can do. You know, you can do it on your own, self-made man. And, you know, I'm this because and sometimes you'll, you'll listen to people. And that's one of the things bless me about Jerome, young, young man. Humility is all over that boy. So God can trust him with what he has for him. Because of humility. Amen, somebody. You've got to be humble, man. Listen, God wants to raise you up. He wants to make you the very best. But we have to be able to place, to be to the place where you're nothing more than a mirror. Right? So you're just a reflection. Everybody, when they see you, they see God. Everybody want to be it nowadays. It, it, listen, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many millions of followers you have. What matters is the one that you follow. The one that you're following. Amen. And he'll add all that other stuff to you. Then it goes and says, you made me king instead of my father David. But I, listen, one of the, one of the things too, he, he understood where he was. He said, but I am a little child who doesn't know. Wisdom always says I don't know. Amen? A little child who doesn't know how, doesn't know his way around. Verse number 8. It says, here I am in the midst of your own people. These people belong to you. Amen. I'm reminded all the time. I remind you all the time. Listen, I'm your pastor, not your master. You don't belong to me. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. That's the time I need to shout right there. You don't. You belong to him. Amen. So that means he got to take care of you. Amen. <laughs> Since here I am in the midst of your, your chosen people, a nation of uh, so great and numerous, they cannot be numbered. Verse number 9. He says, give me an understanding heart so that I may govern your people and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. Now, I taught this before. Where did he ask for wisdom? He didn't. What he asked for was the ingredients of wisdom. So Solomon said, because you asked for these things, I mean, the Lord said to Solomon, because you asked for the ingredients, boy, let me tell you what you just asked for. Wisdom. And here's the thing. Because you didn't ask for what, I love this, because you didn't ask for what wisdom gives you, long life, right? Riches and honor, pleasure, and peace. Because you didn't ask for that, I'm going to give it all to you. Right. Amen. He said, because you didn't ask for, the, come on, the, you didn't ask for a long life. You didn't ask me for that. You didn't, ask, you didn't ask to be wealthy. You didn't ask me for the hands of your enemies. I'm going to give you all of that. Amen. 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 When, we have, <laughs> when we place ourselves in the right position with humility, amen, amen. 
And we learn to, to apply the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to talk about that coming up real soon, man. We're going to do, ooh, we're going to dig into that. And when the, when the fruit of the Spirit is being manifested in your life, the ingredients of wisdom is being manifested in your life, the results of wisdom is going to be there. Right, which is long life, All right. riches and honor, All right. a pleasurable life, and also peace. Yes, man. You can't pay for none of that. Amen. Amen. Can't pay for peace. But wisdom brings peace. Amen. Y'all all right? All right. Amen. So verse number, I said I was going to read it 12. So verse number 11 says, so God replied, because you have an ax for wisdom and governing my people, <clears throat> because you have, I'm sorry, because you have asked for wisdom and governing my people with justice and not ask for long life or wealth or the death of your enemies. Amen. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so as no, man, no one else has ever had and ever will. And Solomon wasn't perfect. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on this year, but Solomon wasn't perfect. But he had the ability because God had given him a wise heart. He gave it to him. But listen, even with wisdom, you have to choose. You always got to choose the right thing. A lot of times, we, you know, you hear the old cliche, the old, old cliche, you know better, you do better. Well, that's not necessarily true. Right. Amen. When you know better, you have to learn how to choose better. That's right. Amen. Because of what you know, you still got to choose what's right. You, got, you still got to choose to do the right thing, and that's where godly wisdom comes in. Right. Amen, somebody. So now let's go back to our text, and I'm going to get ready to close. Come on, Carlos. We're going to go close it out. Did anybody get anything with this today? Anything. Anything. So back to our text in James chapter 3, verse 13, King James Version. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life. The Zoe kind of life. See, when you live the Zoe kind of life, when you're living the God kind of life, people call you wise. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life. That's where we're moving from knowing to what? To showing. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Humility comes from wisdom. When God blesses you to be all that he's called you to be, and you continue to humble yourself, people will run to you they're, they're, you're, you're because of your wisdom. And what, what it really is, is nothing but the Lord that's drawing in me, but it's because of your humility. True humility is a magnet. People are drawn through, to true humility. And you can't hide, you can't fake it but, but, but for so long. You faking being, oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it just take the right push. The right push of that button. And I'm going to tell you something, too. You listen, um, Donna, Donna, Jerome, something that blessed me, one of the little videos that they put on, 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 on about Jerome, they said he'd been singing since he was like three years old, so they showed a, a clip of him. How old was he, two? This boy was two years old, directing the little children's choir. And he knew what he was doing. That's what blew me away. I was like, man, there's something on this young man. I mean, if, if, 
You should see it down. He, he bring the choir in and then he cut the, cut the band. But here's what blessed me about this two-year-old. When it was over, when he, when he gave his last salute, it was over. He walked back and just got in line with the other kids. See, people see that all oh, that was so cute, man. Well, the Lord showed me, man, that young man has, has humility all right. at the age of two. Oh, humility, I'm telling you, to be humble, when you humble yourself, the Lord will exalt you in due time. He'll raise you up, and then when he raises you up, man, your humility will draw people to him. Not to you. It's going to draw people to him. Wisdom will teach you what to do and how to say it. Amen? They're looking for you. They're looking for the God kind of life. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life. God wants you and me to have a good life. The Zoe kind of life. It doesn't mean, that. listen, like we talked about on last week, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have any troubles. But go back and read James chapter 1, verses 2. When trouble comes of any kind, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So when everybody on the job got pink slips and you're able to come out with your hands lifted, your hands raised, and people walk up to you and say, what is going on? Don't you know we just got laid off? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. Hallelujah. You know why? Because when you was making all the money, I wasn't making but a little bit of money. The Lord gave me wisdom to put some of my money aside. So now, come on somebody. So now that we got the pink slip, I can raise my hand. I said, Lord, I thank you for the wisdom. Lord, I thank you. Come on somebody. But that's the wisdom that God gave you. It's not the world. The Zoe kind of life. God, listen, he wants us to enjoy our lives. Amen. There's some things, listen. Y'all know me and Sandy about, we, you know, we praying we're going to build this house. Praise Jesus. But we got to use wisdom to do it. But last week we were talking. Amen. And we were like, do we need all that house? Got cold feet. And then we we were reminded that the Lord shall supply all of our needs. Because listen, it's just me and her. We ain't got Max no more. We're going to have somebody. We're going to get another dog soon. Amen. Just me and her. But you know the reason we want this all this house? It ain't, I mean, it ain't that big, but more than what we need is because of you. We want a place to fellowship. We want a place that where you say, Pastor, I need a place to stay this weekend. Come on, come on. It's not for us. So we was reminded, you think that God can't supply your needs? So we, we, we had to moonwalk a little bit. And back up and, man, be reminded. The Lord had to remind us, I got you. Just do it my way. Don't you try to do it your way. Just do it my way. Because you're trying to get this not for you. It's for somebody else. Amen, somebody. There's only kind of life. So what do you believe in God for? What have you asked him for? The key is whatever you've asked him for, listen to, listen to what he's told you and how to get it. Don't try 
try to get it on your own. Amen. You're not going to get it the world's way. But I promise you, if you would just be patient, if you would just settle your mind, just settle your heart and listen to what he has to tell you, he's going to lavish you. He's going to lavish you. He's going to give you long life. He's going to give you riches and knowledge. He's going to give you pleasure. And he's also going to give you peace. So listen, we're going to be sleeping in that big old house. We're going we're gonna to sleep at night. Amen, somebody, because we're going to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Somebody say, I'm living a, I'm living a Zoe life. Come on, say, I'm living a Zoe life. Come on, say, I'm living a Zoe life. Man, he's got you. A life of pleasure. Amen. He's got you. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to do it. Listen, don't make an Ishmael. You got that? Don't make an Ishmael. You got to wait for Isaac. Woo! That blessed me, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Don't make an Ishmael. You just got to wait for Isaac. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we bless you. That is a whole other lesson. We bless you today. We give you glory and honor. We magnify who you are, God. We love you so much. We understand, God, the only reason we can love you is because you first loved us. As we pray today, you see hands lifted. God, these are your people. The different things that they petition to you, different things that they need, God, even things that they want. The word says that you'll give us the desires of our heart, Father. God, you said also you exalt us in due season if we would just humble ourselves under the mighty hand of the Lord. We're asking you today, God, and every day for your wisdom. We need your godly wisdom. And God continues to cloak us with humility. Now, if you're here today, if you don't know the Lord and a part of your sin, you want to give your life to the Lord, listen, after we dismiss, just come forward and we'll tell you what to do. Amen. You don't have access to none of this without being his. If you're in a backslidden condition and, you know, you, you, you've done some things and you walked away from the Lord, the thing I love about the Lord, man, you, once you give your life to him, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Even in your dumb days, he's right there with you. But you want to come back and give yourself, give yourself back in right standing, right fellowship with the Lord. A third and final invitation. If you need a place to worship or need a, a church, a family, we just like, extend ourselves to you. That we'll be that family for you, that church for you. Where we can learn and grow together. It's all about him. Because he's the center, the circumference, he's the base, he's the boundary, he's the balance, he's the beauty, he's the sum and the sum of everything that life is about. It's all about him. This church is all about him. If you need a church home, amen, we know the place. We're looking for you. Now, Father, bless us our time together. Thank you for the word that was sown in our heart. It's going to bring forth fruit in our lives, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. We love you, God. It can do absolutely nothing without you. Send the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God, shout it. Come on, shout it one more time. Shout it one more time. Amen. You may go ahead and get your offering envelope together. 
thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.